Chris, what you need to do is put your hands on that child and shake it vigorously and say, Beware the Porgs! Oh, fucking Porgs. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And this week, the Punisher gives us a message through Morse code. Beep, beep, beep. Yeah, I was going to do that, but thank you. <laughs> uh, we get our second Force Friday from Star Wars. Yeah, I thought, I didn't think these things happen more than once a year, but I guess I'm wrong. The every, I think it's twice, it's, this is the second ever, one every two years. So, right. But anyway, Shazam is around the corner and more. Oh, okay. Well, you, Chris, you've been having a very, very busy weekend. I am actually shocked that you even wanted to record uh, since you were busy moving into a brand new house. Congratulations, thank homeowner. You. Thank you, thank you. I am sitting in the new Superhero Slate office recording. Uh, it's, it's 9 p.m. here. Uh, it's dark outside, and my walls are a dark gray, so <laughs> it feels very, very cozy in here, you are to in, be honest. You were just in a cell over there. Uh, I don't hear any sort of weird echoey uh, thing over there, but I'm sure if any of our listeners hear it, um, he will be getting those pop vinyls in that room lining the wall soon that will make good for uh, for no reverb. So. Exactly. They add that. <laughs> I guess a pop filter? Is that, is that what they turn into? Oh, pop filter. Oh. Uh, I know it was there, but you set me up. I had to do it. <laughs> so we have spent literally every waking moment since Thursday uh, at 9 a.m. moving into this house. Um, and let me tell you, uh, if I could give you any suggestion on moving into a house, Mike, uh-huh. fuck you, Hall. That's what I said <laughs> right here, right up front. Uh, because we scheduled it two weeks ago, two plus weeks ago, and I got a text the day before saying, all right, your truck will be ready. At 6 p.m. on Saturday. And I'm like, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> all my people are going to be there at 11. Uh, so I called this guy. And apparently it's a Valero gas station posing as a U-Haul front. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we will get the truck today. You can have it at 10 in the morning. Great. I show up at 10. Nobody has any idea what's going on. Oh, my or God. Or this thing is. So um, before I had like a mental breakdown uh, on this day, the day that I move, uh, we... Uh, my my brother-in-law Dylan, I know he's not listening to the show, but he he came through with a truck from his work, a 20-foot trailer and his pickup truck. Nice. My brother was there, my friend Andrew was there. We all pitched in and and uh got all this furniture on this truck and in this truck. <laughs> it takes it takes a village to move Chris out of the village. <laughs> it it did. Uh and so we finally got over here and then my friend John and my wife and her sister were here and we all got it unloaded in like 10 seconds Whoa, compared nice. to like the hour and a half it took to load it up congrats like, so uh we're all all our stuff is here our old apartment is clean as clean as it can be and i'm taking any home owning tips and tricks that people have <laughs> so uh if you can give me any uh suggestions that would be great i'm currently trying to get the hot water hose off my laundry hookups the <laughs> old one is there rusted to it and i'm like you know what uh i might break this so I think you're going to need some duct tape and some WD-40 up in that house. Yeah. yeah Mike Mike obviously <laughs> does not own a home. You can tell right away. <laughs> All right, uh, man. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so uh, big thanks to everyone who helped and, and came out. I know they're probably not listening, but I'm, I'm glad to be moved in. And everything is in a room. And uh, I'm looking at furniture. And I'm going to need your feedback on this, Mike, because I'm going to have a TV gaming like setup in nice. my basement. All right. And I'm thinking about buying theater seats, like the Ooh, reclining theater wow. seats with the consoles and the cup holders uh, for that. So uh, I might I might run some by you later. Ooh, you're going to spoil yourself. <laughs> uh, well, uh, we uh, when you when you you know when you, you live in an apartment, you kind of just gather furniture up over the years. None <laughs> of this matches. None yeah. of this fits. It's really old, probably used even before you got it. Yes. <laughs> uh, when you get into the house, you start to realize it. And you're just like, oh, crap. <laughs> and lastly, one of my favorite things about this house is all the brass and fake wood paneling everywhere. Oh, fun. That I'm going to be slowly replacing every week until it's all done because it's it's like, you know, the, the, the cut scene from Parks and Rec where um, Chris Pratt's talking about wiping and every time he wipes, there's more and more. 
Um, it's yeah. like that with the brass. Every time we replace something brass, something else pops up, and there's just more and more brass. So, yeah, all right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm rambling now. I'm on very minimal hours of sleep on low energy. <laughs> well, well, I'll, I'll help you out. On. I'll help you out here. Speaking of Parks and Rec, this will transition to uh, something I did really quick this weekend. Was um, Adam Scott who. Um, who played, uh, I don't remember his character's name in Parks and Rec anymore. Adam um, Scott. Adam Scott, yeah. But um, Adam Scott, uh, hilarious guy. I watch anything and everything that he's in. Uh, very surprisingly, he was in a, a movie called Krampus, which is pretty entertaining. But um, love Adam Scott. He was in a, an, a Netflix original movie that dropped on Friday called Little Evil from the guy who, or writer, or the team that made Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Ooh, that's a good uh, one. Yeah, so that was, I think that also got very popular on Netflix, which is probably what made them be like, hey, you want to make a movie for us originally? So it's called Little Evil. Uh, go out there and, and maybe uh, watch the trailer to, to get a feel for it. But it's basically like a similar type of horror comedy situation where uh, Adam Scott marries this woman and becomes the stepdad to this this kid that's literally like uh, the spawn of Satan. So uh, no one around him, like uh, the he can't get the wife to realize that this little kid is evil. So it's just about him like trying to like navigate this marriage and like staying alive while this like kids like trying to like kill him and bury him alive and stuff. It's really it's really funny. Um, basically, it, it's almost like you get to watch it for free because pretty much everyone pays for Netflix. It's almost just like paying your water bill nowadays. So you go into it with very minimal um, money spent. So, you know, it's, it's pretty good. It's not going to win any Oscars. I don't think it's going to go down in history as like the funniest or scariest movie ever made. But it, it's a fun, good time. It, I, would, I would give it a watch. I, I have a feeling some people are really going to dig it. Uh, and then I also watched another movie on Netflix uh, very early in the morning because my damn adult brain woke me up at like 6 a.m. on a Saturday on a freaking holiday weekend. I don't know what the hell's going on there, man. Uh, so I watched this animated movie called Nerdland, which seems like it's going to be a lot better than it actually is because it's a fully animated feature with Patton Oswald and Paul Rudd uh, voicing the main characters, two guys I absolutely love. Uh, the animation looks like it, it could be hit or miss with some people, but it looked really cool to me. It's cool seeing 2D animated stuff, but the story is just like all over the place. It was written by the dude that wrote uh, Fight Club and like 8mm, 7 Monkeys, I think. So it's that guy trying to write comedy. Really weird, really all over the place. It's kind of, it doesn't need to be called Nerdland. It makes no sense. It's about like two characters trying to become famous in Hollywood. So it's a really misleading title. I, Basically, I wouldn't recommend it, but, you know, if you're into 2D animation, maybe watch the first 20 minutes to get a feel for the, the look of it, but, yeah. So, the hit and miss there on Netflix. <laughs> watch Little Evil, skip Nerdland. All right. Well, there we go. Mike's movie recommendations for the week. Uh, yes. What to watch, what not to watch. <laughs> there you but go. That's going to lead us into something else we both watched over the weekend, actually. We're going to jump Ooh. right into the news here. Yeah. With, we finally got around to watching the Inhumans and IMAX. Yes. And we put up our review episode uh, right before this definitely so if you guys are interested you can listen to that the first several minutes are non-spoilers and then we get into spoilers so uh, i think we should kind of jump into our impressions here mike uh if you were to tell people what you thought about inhumans uh skip it or watch it what do you think i'm surprised to say it here since i ragged on it so much the last couple weeks but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Uh, I went in with very low expectations, came out somewhat pleasantly surprised. You know, I wouldn't necessarily uh, start that that Emmy campaign and get that up and going because that's never going to happen. Uh, but pleasantly surprised. I, I think it outpaces Iron Fist, which is surprising, you know, because both made by Scott Buck. You know, you'd think he would be doing worse on a ABC budget, uh, but somehow he pulled something out out of those first two parts that are pretty, you know, creative and interesting. So there's only going to be only going to be eight episodes. So I think that's a pretty low investment time wise. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give all eight episodes a shot and I'm even surprised I'm saying it right here. Uh, So uh, obviously there's (laughs) some weird things going on in those first two parts, but overall, pleasantly surprised awesome that's good and we, we explain this kind of a little bit in our thing we get to hear about our movie going experience and such and how much i'm a fanboy for inhumans uh yes in, in the comic books and you know i i'm not going to say it's a perfect show but i did have a much better time than what i thought simply because of everyone's initial kind of you know everyone's still kind of sour on it but it is better than some tv shows even the cw is putting out right now um and you know better than some of the netflix shows uh so i i definitely think 
that Inhumans is not the trash everyone says it is. <laughs> you can find something enjoyable in it. And, and while you may not want to watch it in IMAX uh, theaters, because this is a TV show, not a movie, uh-huh. uh, you kind of feel that come through a little bit more in the theater than you would on, on a TV, I think so. And and Mike Mike said that pretty Recently, yeah, so. I, I think uh, I think you said this is in theaters for one more weekend, right? It, it was, it's scheduled for two, um, but that is up to the theater if they want to do the second week or not. So hit or miss, you have to watch it at an IMAX and, and maybe see if they still have it uh, before you go. So Yeah, you're not missing out on a whole lot. If you yeah, somehow you yeah. can get some sort of like 50% off Wednesday night or something like that, maybe go check it out. But I think you're safe waiting until the end of end of the month yeah that's right and even then you may want to wait 12 weeks and binge the whole series that might might save yourself some time yeah but um, i surprised i'm shocked well yeah. we'll see how it goes uh i think we said in our in our review that we'll be sure to check back in i think uh after episode eight you know kind of let yeah. everybody know what's going on yeah definitely definitely looking forward to that and i appreciate you for taking the plunge mike <laughs> uh blindly I, man i it didn't was against I, your best <laughs> I didn't want to buy those tickets, but I was like, oh, I got to do it. I told him I would. Yeah, well, I, I went and watched Turtles 2 for you, so it, yeah. it all evens out. Yeah, you um, <laughs> Just a little box office update. Um, Marvel and Humans made $2.6 on its weekend, the first weekend here, which compared to movies is not a lot, but the if you compare it to when IMAX does TV shows, the Game of Thrones Season 4 finale only got $1.5 million, so... Uh, if you know, there's no 3D markup on these, so uh, 2.6 million on a 2D movie, uh, quote unquote movie is is pretty good, I think. So yeah, I, I still think they didn't really care much about the box office. I think if it would have been good, it yeah. would have been pleasantly surprised. But I think IMAX probably footed most of that money. So yeah, and I think even if I look at the movie box office, like uh, it, this still would have cracked top ten this week. So yeah, sparse sparse weekend for sure. Very dry. So. Um, yeah, if you guys have reviews or we're looking for those, send them over to superheroslate at gmail.com and, and we'll go from there for sure. On the Marvel TV show front, still we got some Punisher news this week and some yeah. some stuff. There's a teaser video going around. I believe it's on Twitter as our link here. And it's like a kind of an intro credit scene for the Punisher. Yeah. Well, I might think it might be, end up being. Uh, it's got all of the characters. It uh, looks like newspaper articles, um, stuff like that. And... and and I don't know. What do you think, Mike, uh, to uh, this this teaser video kind of credits? Yeah, I mean, there's not a, a whole lot to go off of here. Um, it seems to have kind of more of this, like, digital espionage feel to it. I feel like all of the other kind of Netflix show intros have been a little bit more, I don't know, artistic. I guess it's just every, every show is going to have a, a, its own kind of feel. But it seems like... Uh, the Punisher has a list and is going to check it twice, and he's going to be kind of knocking some people off that list. So maybe that's kind of the, the most I can take out of this. Yeah. So I think to me the biggest thing, and I talked about this with uh, Brian, who runs Comic Geography, is at the end it says the release date is classified. Like they kind of tease you with it a little bit, and then like mm-hmm. release date classified. So um, I don't know what to make of that, but uh, I'm still pushing for November, and hopefully we can kind of see some of this. It's obviously I think the if this is the intro credits it's the brightest intro credits of any of the shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, now what would be really crazy is if you said they're keeping this release classified. What if they what if they went a Beyonce on them and just like dropped it on us on a random weekend? That would be really crazy if they did that. Um, you know, maybe just to kind of boost up the the marketing since Netflix doesn't really market things. I feel like um, mm-hmm. like that movie I was talking about at the beginning of the show, Little Evil. The first trailer dropped like two weeks ago. So. Uh, they don't really uh, think about that stuff <laughs> too much ahead of time. So maybe this is coming out pretty soon. Who knows? Um, but yeah. yeah, I think November would be cool. And maybe kind of those digital aspects of the intro kind of lean into um, uh, that the, the character. What's the character Mi- that microchip. Punisher? Microchip, yeah. So maybe that kind of leans into maybe that character having a bigger role if maybe that kind of affects the opening title sequence. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly don't know. I'm very intrigued by this. The Punisher seems to be a huge experiment from Netflix. They they didn't announce it really officially. They just kind of started production. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, we're doing this. Uh, so maybe everything about this is an experiment in marketing and production and, and kind of seeing how that works. So yeah, maybe we'll see that. Also, one of the big things he did this week was announce all, ep- all 13 episode titles through mm-hmm. Morse code. Um, oh, wow. So they did the dots and dashes as tweets um, every five minutes, I think, one day this week. And uh, they did them in order, and um, it, we have all 13 episode titles here on our show notes. Um, the first one is called 3 a.m., 
I believe Kandahar episode three is the name where um, he was stationed in Iraq as a military. Uh, and then lastly, you know, one was called Home. Probably goes back to his old home where his family was killed. And then uh, ends with Memento Mori. So there's a bunch of episode titles here. They don't give away a whole lot, but um, I'm definitely interested to see where this goes. Yeah, I feel like if we're getting the episode names already, it's got to be coming soon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it was, again, a bold marketing strategy. You had to do a little little research to figure it out. But mm-hmm. um, I definitely confirmed them all through a Morse code generator. I don't know Morse code myself. <laughs> so, uh, they definitely, it definitely came out that way, so, so that's cool. We don't, we don't blame you, Chris. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Uh, another Netflix show is also in production right now, Luke Cage Season 2, believe it or not. Uh, can't believe that's already in there. And we got our first look at Misty Knight with a brand new arm yeah surprise surprise i hope you guys watched the defenders before this image dropped (laughs) yeah they definitely uh spared no expense and waited hardly any time after the defenders came out uh but uh misty knight obviously loses her arm she does in the comic books so if you're a comic book person not everyone is it's no surprise but she's got a uh prosthesis on her arm and i can't tell if that's like over her arm or they're gonna green screen that in there um, yeah, it's kind of hard to tell because it's a still image here. Um, it looks it, it like looks, it's over her real arm because it covers up like white plastic and stuff. So they don't yeah, have to do that. this doesn't really seem necessarily like robotics that has been built into her arm. It does seem like something that you slide on, and then it looks like there's some sort of wire with some sort of embedded chip in her fore in her forearm, like bicep area. So maybe that's where like, you know, it connects with her brain so she can control the arm. But yeah, it doesn't look like it's anything that's like hardwired drilled into her bone or anything like that. Yeah. It's not, it's not Tony Stark level here either. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of a mid range, but she definitely holding a gun in it. So, and she ain't smiling. So watch out for this lady yeah, it, with her gun. <laughs> it's got an interesting look. I, I just sincerely hope, when it's on screen and moving, it doesn't just look like a sleeve that's been put over the actress's arm, you know, even just like little details of just like maybe making the wrist look thinner than it could possibly be, which it kind of looks like here, but maybe not. Like, I feel like there's just gotta be a little bit of like CG in there somewhere to make it convincing. Mm -hmm. They did a really good job in Mad Max Fury road where, uh, Furiosa's arm just kind of had, green screen elements to it where you know the whole part of it was practical but then they just digitally remove some things to look at more make it look more sparse and lean so i would love to see that just because you know like like we talk about on the show all the time we're always kind of looking for that tv budget to kind of shine through so hopefully they can find a convincing way to make to make the arm look cool because uh there is a character in the defenders i won't spoil anything there's a character in the defenders that loses their hand and they do some. Re- they do a really poor job of making it look like that hand's actually gone and not just like hidden under a sleeve or something like that. So a little bloody nub that's a longer <laughs> than your hand should have been. So. Yeah, like oh, where'd that come from? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's cool that they're doing Luke Cage and they're they're already hyping it up. I mean, um, Mike know. Coulter's just so cool. I'm, I'm like even if like the first half of Luke Cage was similar to the second half of Luke Cage, I think I would still kind of be excited for season two. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty stoked for it. So I'm glad they're doing, giving us hyped and, and giving us what we wanted. Misty Knight with a robotic arm, Robo arm. That's right. So RoboCop. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna talk a little bit about Thor Ragnarok. I think that's our next Marvel project that we're gonna be talking about actually later this year. And yeah. we got a new logo on Jack Kirby's 100th birthday, kind of Jack Kirby uh, inspired with his dots and lines. Yeah, I don't know if this is a movie logo or if they just did this for his birthday. Um, mm-hmm. There's really no way to tell. But um, as a uh, designer, Mike, what do you, what do you think here? I, to me, it's a little the colors are throwing <laughs> me off, and it's a little busy. Well, but yeah, it it doesn't look like all like maybe like a fully rendered image. Maybe we're just pulling it from like an odd source. But it almost looks like a still from like a, a video or something. So. Maybe if they're going to show a different logo treatment, maybe we get it at the end of the movie, you know, because usually they show the uh, title of the okay. movie once more. So maybe we get this at the very end before the credits roll. So uh, that would yeah, be kind of cool. That would be kind of Actually, that's a smart idea because a lot of those lines and dots are in the um, Grandmaster's artwork in his palace. So I don't mm-hmm. think they'd give us that early on. So I think I think you're on to something there, Mike. I think that's an incredible thing. Smart. You're, I'm glad this is why I keep you around on the show. You got this. I'm, I'm worth something. Yeah, that's right. 
And then we got uh, another, I believe, another image here of three characters from Thor Ragnarok featuring uh, the character Topaz to the left, um, the Grandmaster in the middle, and Valkyrie to the right there. Um, I, it's from Yahoo Movies, and I thought this was cool at the time, and we didn't have any news. But, I mean, anytime I get a look at Jeff Goldblum, I'm definitely okay. <laughs> Oh yeah, we it, we love we love the bloom. Mm-hmm. It, it's very much like the story of like where people ask him, "Is it pronounced Gold Bloom or Gold Blum?" And he's like, "How dare do you talk to me?" Uh, kind of <laughs> so uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing him as a as a, the Grandmaster in this movie. I'm really looking forward to Thor Ragnarok. I don't know how hype on your level it is, but no, I'm I'm hype. It's up there. It's up there. Everyone's looking fun. You got a couple pair of uh, reveals for Ant Man and the Wasp. Believe it or not. Uh, mm-hmm. The first look is our first look again on Jack Kirby's 100th birthday at Evangeline Lilly's wasp costume here, mm-hmm. and she it appears to be in a um, lab of some sort, uh, a school classroom. Talking about yeah, ants and yeah, ladies. Look, yeah, it looks like um, looks like maybe bring your uh, bring your parent to work or maybe yeah. bring your was it bring your parent to class? I don't know. Parents' day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but the biggest thing here is her a wasp suit. Which uh, has a very like bug-eyed feel over there on on, on her chest plate, and mm-hmm. but that's an homage to the uh, wasp costume, the original wasp costume, which was just kind of, you know, uh, kind of one piece that covered her breast down down like to her body. You kind of see it in Earth's Minus Heroes, and it's yellow. So mm-hmm. and this one is kind of gray. So I thought that was a really cool homage, but. Um, other than that, I, does anything else stand out about this to you, Mike? I mean, um, it looks a little bit more tactical than maybe the little bit of the suit that we saw at the end of the first Ant-Man movie. So obviously, it's a bit of an upgrade. Maybe this is just kind of finished or a newer version or something like that. Um, if you zoom in, you can kind of maybe see a bit of a a helmet or something behind her neck. It's kind of hard to see what it is, but maybe that's some sort of retractable mask, or maybe she just sets her helmet down and it's just off screen or something. But I would expect, you know, there's a helmet component with this costume, but yeah, it feels very stealth. It feels a little bit more serious than like, you know, Paul Rudd's suit, which is usually like bright red and he's running around like a doofus. So (laughs) (laughs) she looks a little bit more serious about what she's doing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely right. So I mean, I'm I'm okay with this. I want to see it in action, but I'm glad they gave us an official look rather than us catching it on set. You know, like from a set photo because those usually don't look very good at all. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to see that. And tied in with this, Ant Man and the Wasp is currently filming the same time Avengers Four is filming, and due to the um, tragic events of the Hurricane Harvey, I believe is his name. Mm-hmm. Um, in Texas, um, Disney, Marvel have all done a Dave giving. Uh, promotion and they have a video here where you get to see some of the actors Nebula, Gamora, Ant-Man and I believe the Wasp there uh, all filming their movies on set Kevin Feige over there to the left came out of his hole a little <laughs> bit uh, producers, the directors, the Russo brothers everybody seems, there's a lot of people here uh, to do this and you get to see Paul Rudden's new Ant-Man suit as well standing right in the middle of this video So, uh, little did they know they were going to give us a reveal <laughs> yeah so um I think his looks a little more muscular, if I was to be honest. Um, yeah, he's got a little bit more room in the chest, it looks like, up there. Yeah. Um, it looks a little bit sleeker. like It It seems more maroon and less red, like I was saying uh, just a second ago. So, And then you can see like Evangeline Lilly next to him with a little bit more of that suit that we just saw. It does seem more like – it seems more like a pairing, you know? Yeah, yeah. His um, – they did a toy called the stealth suit for Ant-Man from the first movie, but they never made it into the movie. It seemed mm-hmm. a little more stealthy, if you will, in this one, in, in the darkness and the red. I don't like, kind of liken it to some early Hawkeye costumes he wore um, mm-hmm. in the movie. So, um, yeah, so we, we get to take a look at that. That's a uh, tragic event, but a good reveal we got there kind of for it. And everybody seems to be having fun filming. So in a blue room where all the blue stuff happens. <laughs> All the blue stuff. They can't even put the sets on anymore because people will leak it and ruin the movies. <laughs> yep. So, they're doing it for Mike. Uh, in terms of uh, insect-related characters, this is a weird one here. Sony's uh, developing a movie called Nightwatch. And there is a movie called Nightwatch, not related to that. But this is a Spider-Man spinoff film of the character oh. called Nightwatch. God, another? I don't even know who Nightwatch is. Yeah, nobody does. Apparently, he's the character Dr. Kevin Trench. Who appeared in Web of Spider-Man number ninety-seven? I believe that's a night like a nineties character, like a nineties issue. I I have the Wikipedia page pulled up because I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" Yeah. Um. And 
the the direct the writer Ed Rycourt who worked on Now You See Me is working on the script and the studio wants Spike Lee to direct it. What? Yeah. I I mean it, it almost looks like Marvel's response to maybe Spawn. I mean the 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 yes. costume is very similar uh, especially when you look at the mask or you you look at the the very like sweeping very large um characteristic cape that he's got going on there. Uh so yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't I thought know. it was what Spider-Man is... 2099 when I saw the first image because it's got that thing. But then he looks more like Spawn than anything. Uh, his powers are like it's a nanotech suit. Uh, so okay. it can apparently do anything. So there you go. He has a cape that can, he can control by thinking like Spawn. Sony, Sony, what are you doing? They're just grasping at anything after that emoji movie. <laughs> like, yeah, sucked. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Like it, it starts off like his comic book starts off like the movie 12 Monkeys. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I haven't. So he, like, sees his own, like, a future version of himself dies in front of him, and that's how he inherits the suit. So, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's really weird. I, I have no idea. So, um, yeah, that's, I hope that doesn't happen. I just, I just <laughs> hope that doesn't happen. Like, uh, so we got that going on in the Marvel world. A lot of Marvel stuff there. But Star Wars is still kicking. Uh, I know we're moving quick through this, but Star Wars Rebels released a season four trailer uh today and i know you have you watched any rebels at all any no i haven't so when i watched this trailer i was very confused (laughs) okay so i i saw this a lot i shared a lot on online and stuff and i've watched two one and a half seasons of rebels Uh um they introduced some characters that were kind of erased in the expanded universe uh, such as grand admiral thrawn has been reintroduced to this darth maul and obi-wan had a final battle that we talked about a couple weeks ago on rebels so mm-hmm. they set up a lot of this stuff, and it's set up before Rogue One. So you get to see Saw Gerrera before he shows up in Rogue One. Uh, Krennic is name-dropped, so on and so forth. Uh, so there's a lot going on here, and this is the final season of Rebels. Um, who knows what Star Wars show will take the place after it, but I think they're setting up to finally end it on a, you know, their own their own ending here. Yeah, there's something to do with wolves. They they they, yeah. they made it a point to show these wolves a few times. So if anybody knows what that's about, <laughs> well, that, that's definitely the sign for House Stark. Um, if I, if I remember correctly from my Game of Thrones, spanning galaxies. So uh, yeah, um, but I, I honestly I don't know much about it. I just know um, Star Wars Rebels will be ending on season four. So if you're interested in learning more about Star Wars lore, this will be the last season. So you can binge watch when it's done. Or you can binge up to this and then you know follow as it goes. Probably not the best idea sometimes, <laughs> um, but it, it is it is coming to a close this season. Ah, excuse me, but we do have a little bit to talk about here about Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Ooh, yeah. So first and foremost, here Supreme Leader Snoke's ship has been revealed, and it is called the Supremacy. And the Supremacy is sixty kilometers in length, Mike. Damn. I think that's 37 miles. This is a 37 <laughs> mile ship. And it is the sole mega class Star Destroyer. Um, so it, it looks it, wider rather than longer. So Yeah, it looks like if you were to take two Star Destroyers and connect them at the rears. But and then but then that becomes like a wingspan, so it's not necessarily going front to back anymore. It's just going from like um, front to to left to right or however you're orienting it. But it looks really big. I mean, holy crap, that's like huge. <laughs> yeah, um, I was trying to trying to do a little research here. Um, the, like one of the, the usually, I think the, the longest one is usually like three thousand meters. Mm-hmm. So uh, and how long how long is this one? Sixty kilometers. So. 20 times bigger than a normal Star Destroyer that we've seen in any of the shows so far. Mm-hmm. And normally those are very, very huge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, definitely interested in see how this plays out. Uh, I do like the longer look of it. Um, I, I, I'm very excited to learn more about uh, Supreme Leader Snoke in this movie, if I was to be honest. Simply be, we saw his messed up face and now he's out in, <laughs> yeah. in toys. His re- weird non-hologrammed face. Yeah, so definitely going to be paying very close attention to all the ships and stuff we've revealed over the past couple weeks. Uh, are you familiar with the Force Friday 2? It didn't sound like you were at the top of the uh, show. I, I, I knew that there was one, but I thought it was once a year. But I guess they're cashing in on trying to sell more stuff. So Force, well, Force Friday is actually, um, the first one was the, I guess, September before uh, Episode 7, actually. So it's been mm-hmm. it's been two years uh, or has it been two or three? It's two years 
since our last one. Um, so they don't happen all the time, but they release them for these big Star Wars movies where mm-hmm. all the Star Wars toys essentially get released and unveiled all at once. Okay. Uh, a lot of pop vinyls were out there, a lot of uh, six-inch action figures. A lot of people were getting into those. Uh, porgs. Sh- porgs. All over the place. <laughs> Mention the porgs, the, the little the little things that are going to annoy you all over the place this Christmas. Uh, they have fluffy ones that you can squeeze and they make noises. Uh, I did I that. learned... I learned today. I learned by looking at these porg toys that uh, I didn't know this, but the bottom half of a porg looks like a bird. It has yeah. like web web feet because <laughs> I had only saw that one picture a few weeks ago of just the, the top half. So now I know what the bottom of a porg looks like. Yep, the little birds are modeled after penguins um, who exist in the islands where they film the movie at or something like that. Uh, but I think this is going to strike your fancy when we talk about the <laughs> largest Lego set ever released. The 7,541-piece Lego Millennium Falcon. Yeah, this, surprisingly, Chris, this Lego set had its own trailer in front of my viewing of Inhumans. Wow. So I got to see this this thing being, like, built, like, uh, I'm sure it was uh, computer-generated, but, like, on an IMAX screen, I was like, what am I watching? Is this really for a, a, um, a Millennium Falcon? Because I have one. I mean, I have the one that was from... When the Force Awakens came out, not yeah. this big and detailed for sure. <laughs> well, look, you um, so before this, I believe the um, the Disney uh, Princess Castle was one of the biggest sets, mm-hmm. and it runs about three hundred and fifty dollars. You want to take a slice at how much this Millennium Falcon cost? I mean, five hundred bucks, <laughs> eight hundred dollars. If Holy I believe shit, that's expensive. <laughs> yes, so it is the largest Lego piece ever, the most detailed. And judging by this, they're using it from um, The Force Awakens because it's got Han Solo and Chewie together in it, mm-hmm. along with Finn and BB-8 and Rey. So this is <laughs> looks like it's taken from there. Um, I, I want it, but I wouldn't know where to put it <laughs> the, or what so to these, do with it. These are the exact same uh, minifigs that came with the um, the other version of the Millennium Falcon that I have. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I assume this would be from The Force Awakens. But, man, just the one I built was was an undertaking so i can't even imagine how long this would take this would take sessions like this you couldn't just build this in one setting is this the um similar to does it look similar to the one you got it looks similar just with like more detail it's almost like if you're playing a, a you know a game on your computer you, you you bump up huh. the graphics you bump up the details the textures so yeah there's just like for every like square inch you have on this thing there's probably like double the pieces you know right, so it's for it's the 4k version of your 1080 <laughs> that's the way to look at it yeah so Okay, that's cool. I mean, I think it looks awesome. I think it looks really interesting, and uh, the price point's way too high for me to justify. But I mean, <laughs> yeah, you just it, bought a house, man. If someone else, but even if I didn't buy a house, I still don't think eight hundred dollars. I got much better things I could buy than just Legos. <laughs> but but definitely take a look at that. that that's really cool. Um, lastly, there's been some leaks slash spoilers slash descriptions of leaks in trailers. Boy, has there been, Chris? <laughs> uh, you actually informed me of this, and I had to had to go on on a, on a wild goose hunt here. But what, tell me what's going on with Star Wars. Is there is there really a trailer out there that you're talking so, about? So so you were very busy last week. Usually you're the one to inform me when all this stuff breaks. But obviously you were moving places, so we'll let it slide. But yeah, <laughs> at, at at some point last week, information about this next. Uh, this next Jedi trailer had leaked possibly the footage leaked. People are out there talking about it, but we're not a hundred percent sure if they're just all getting it from one source, but there are concrete details out there about the next Jedi trailer, but it's really confusing because when you're talking about it in a conversation out there on the web, you're not really sure. Well, are these spoilers for the movie that people are talking about or are these spoilers for a trailer that we're all eventually going to watch? So it's just kind of like, well, you know, what what exactly are we looking at here? Um, I, I think I had possibly seen screenshots, but my brain is just so wired to just run from spoilers. Um, I believe I saw some sort of variation of BB-8. I think there's some sort of evil BB-8 out there, it's, or some uh, sort of alternate version of BB-8. There's the the Empire's version, BB-9E is what he's called. Yeah, and actually, now that I'm thinking about it, if you are looking at this screenshot we have of, um, of Snoke's ship, at the very top there seems to be like silhouettes of that you know, quote unquote, evil version of BB-8. He's got a different shaped head. It's more angular, and you can kind of see that up there. So, we're getting another version of BB-8. I 
I don't assume it's going to be a big role. It was every you know seeing evil droids in the Star Wars movies is not new. So I would imagine it would be a big. It would be just a simple scene of maybe BB-8 rolling by this thing. Maybe they fight for a couple seconds and then it's off and gone. I can't imagine there's too much to take away from it. But yeah, so there's stuff out there. This this trailer had leaked. I don't know how it happened. How somebody saw it, but. We had talked about just a, uh, a week or so ago, we expect this Jedi trailer to be dropping soon. I mean, come on. The movie comes out in December and we only have that one trailer. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, people out there are writing blog posts saying, like, we already know everything we need to know. We don't need need to see another trailer. Yeah. Uh, even Mark Hamill is telling people to like, hey, look at these Empire magazines where I'm on the front of them. Buy them, but don't read the magazine until you see the movie in December. He literally said that. He said, don't open up this freaking magazine until you go see the movie. So I don't know if there's really any big spoilers there or what's going on, but I don't think I'm going to be the first person to jump on this trailer when it comes out. I think maybe I'll wait, see if people tell me if it's safe or not. But there, I'll yeah, filter there's for a lot, you. I'll there's watch a, for you. There's a whole lot swirling around this Jedi trailer that leaked but I would assume we got to be getting it soon, man. I don't know if it's going to come on the back end of uh, some sort of um, some sort of big sporting event like they do sometimes. Maybe it's going to become the Jimmy Kimmel. You know, I don't know, but I think this is going to drop soon. You know, maybe when the presale tickets drop, I think maybe that would be a good time to do it. Like, hey, new Star Wars trailer, uh, go buy your tickets now. Maybe that's gonna maybe that's gonna be when it happens. Yeah, uh, judging just just doing a quick Google search, the Force uh-huh. Awakens. Trailer three was October eighteenth uh, of twenty fifteen, so we may be looking at another month. But I guarantee you, if it goes live in October, tickets are going to be on sale. Oh yeah, and <laughs> I'm hoping I can get. <laughs> we don't go through what we went through last time with getting those tickets. Hopefully, it's a lot simpler. Yeah, yeah, really, really hoping so. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Star Wars. I'm looking forward to kind of seeing in the dark. There's a lot of stuff out there. I mean, just when you said, "Hey, there's stuff out there leaking," there's a trailer leak. I went on this endless rabbit hole search down all this stuff from <laughs> Star Wars, and um, I, I didn't find the the trailer per se, but I did find a lot of people speculating stuff, saying things, um, digging into details on these toys that just came out, and like the kids' books, like plot points, and and the tops trading cards descriptions, and it, it's definitely um, Star Wars fans are very thorough. If I was <laughs> to give them anything. But we're in unknown territory now, so it could re- anything could really happen between now and, and December when it comes out. So definitely got that going for us. Something, another movie that we probably won't know anything about until it releases in May is the Han Solo solo movie, um, which uh, <laughs> solo solo. That's right. Ron Howard reveals Paul Bettany has joined the film in a mysterious role. So going Ooh. from you know being in very very B C list movies, um, Paul Bettany has now joined the Avengers. And uh, Han Solo, so it looks like everyone's everyone's getting some of that Disney money all over the place. <laughs> Maybe he can uh, get himself away from being artificial intelligence. Maybe he won't just be the sound of a console of a computer. Maybe we'll actually see him. Like maybe he'll be a bad guy dressed up. Maybe he will be in Episode Nine. Ooh. Ooh. That, well, no, not really, because Han Solo <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, Han Solo is standalone. He ain't coming back. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> oh. So. Uh, that's all right, but yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I don't care if Ron Howard's in charge of it. I don't care if Phil or Chris Martha. I still don't care about Han Solo as much as, as most people do. So, we'll see how that goes. In the DC world, Titans has made some more casting news. Uh, Britton Thwaites from the newest Pirates movie. He's essentially Orlando Bloom's lookalike. Um, <laughs> I think it's his son has been cast as Dick Grayson slash Robin slash Nightwing slash whatever he's gonna go by. Yeah, I think this is kind of a little bit revealing because we've been kind of wondering, you know, how teen is possibly this Titan show going to be because it's not called Teen Titans. We've seen some of the other casting revealed. It seems like maybe we're going to be in this teen range, but maybe they're not going to hammer home the whole like teenage aspect of it maybe just younger type of heroes uh living under the shadow of bigger heroes possibly but it doesn't seem like it's going to be as young as the teen titans very popular uh cartoon show but uh, he's a handsome looking kid and that's usually what they do when it comes to tv shows to get him as pretty as you can (laughs) yeah i mean i only knew him from the pirates movie and when you don't have him in his pirates of the caribbean outfit i'm like he could totally be a nightwing so (laughs) I, i could totally see him filling that nightwing role um, speaking of how old they are, uh, we have a character here. Three characters have been added to the show uh, called Hawk, Dove, and Detective Amy Rohrbach. 
Um, most people think Beast Boy would be the next one to be added. I think he's the last one who could be added at this point. Because yeah. Cyborg is in the movies. So, um, and we have um, Raven and Starfire already cast. Yeah, Hawk and Dove have a have a kind of a, a little bit of a storyline in Justice League Unlimited. So those characters are kind of interesting to see how maybe they might work in in this Titan show. But they have like very bright costumes, uh, very kind of a, a visual uh, kind of look. So it makes me wonder if they're going to fit into this seemingly darker show. I don't know. Um, Beast Boy, I think we need to see Beast Boy. Yep. But lastly, I think this ties into it. Detective Amy Warbach. Um, is a detective alongside Dick Grayson who knows more than she lets on. So I think they're 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 gonna have jobs. So they're probably I'm guessing early twenties. Like right. fresh on the force, like right out of training cadet school or whatever. They're they're doing it. So because her casting age is twenty five to thirty five. So I think they're gonna be they're gonna shoot for mid twenties, I think, in on the age right. group. So um, that's why they're not Teen Titans anymore. They're middle-aged Titans. Or, or <laughs> just the Titans. Just, they're just millen- Titans. Millennial Titans. Millennial Titans. Yep, they're not. Uh, they're 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 killing the crime fighting industry. That's what they're doing. <laughs> they're killing it. And this is this this is in here for Mike because Mike <laughs> likes to predict things. Shazam! The movie has officially started pre-production per David F. Sandberg, and we have a synopsis here. All right. Uh, it's based on the DC comic character Shazam. Where Billy Batson becomes Captain Marvel, not to be confused with Marvel's Captain Marvel, <laughs> the world's mightiest mortal when he says the magic word Shazam. The name is an acronym for six gods and heroes of the ancient world as well as their attributes. The wisdom of Solomon, the strength of Hercules, the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Therefore spelling Shazam. However, John Cena hey! and Joshua Sase... Sass, Sass, Sasse, I don't know. Rumored for the lead roles here. So, Mike, uh, Joshua Sassy was in Gallivant, if you watch the show. John Cena needs no introduction. Oh, man. I would, can't believe I was just talking about this the other week. Yes. Oh, man. So, do you think they're listening to our show and like, you know what? No one, no one's going to take these guys seriously. So, man, let's I, do what they I, say. I hope so. But honestly, I feel like it's almost a process of elimination. So, I feel like if you dial Shazam all the way back to the very beginning and they're just like, okay, well, who do we cast as Shazam? Well, how about The Rock? Uh, actually, no, I think he wants to be the bad guy, Black Adam. It's like, well, crap, we're out of big, bulky dudes that can play Shazam. Who's next? Uh, um, John Cena. <laughs> all Henry right. Cavill. No, he's Superman. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, so that would be uh, that might be really cool, man. Like I said, I wanna I want a reason to really uh, jump into John Cena. Oh God, that sounded <laughs> well. That sounded worse than I wanted to be. If but, he uh, can, if he can up his acting game a little bit from not just being like comedy shtick, I'll, I'll I'll buy into it. Yeah, but, we'll have to see. I mean, uh, we were just watching uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson's HBO show earlier today, Ballers. Ballers, and, yeah. Uh, when he's not surrounded by CG action adventure. He really skirts pretty far on his charisma and not really his acting ability. So I don't think he's the best actor out there in the world, but uh, he's just got all that damn charisma up in him. Just lets him slide. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I mean, I'm not against it. I'd have no idea who I put in there. So you know what? Let's uh, let's knock on wood and hope for the best. You know, knock on wood. Yeah. Cena. Because we have other DC movies that are kind of on the fence here. <laughs> So we're gonna talk about the Joker origin movie. We we discussed I think last week or the week before. Yeah, multiple movies or who who knows what's going Again, on. Again, thank you Instagram people for commenting on our post, but we are just commenting on speculations and reports. We are not hardcore facts over here. We can be wrong, like we said last <laughs> week. So again, if the Joker origin movie is real and they do announce it, the studios eyeing Leonardo DiCaprio as the Joker. Oh God. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, do you want to see him do the Joker? I mean, I was under the impression that, you know, they were saying this Joker origin movie may or may not be tied into the DCEU and maybe its own standalone type of thing. But I was just like, well, if you're doing an origin movie, I would think maybe to play ball with the DCEU, make the character younger than Jared Leto so at least you could cast somebody different and still say it's that kind of same Joker but if you go with someone like Leonardo DiCaprio you're just making a brand new type of Joker you're just going like a just an alternate universe Joker it seems like you know the Flash is getting involved here somehow taking us to like Earth 2 Joker or something uh but 
I've heard people basically just saying that like they're just kind of hoping Martin Scorsese being in on this project kind of gives uh, old Jared um, the the boot and says, "Hey, Leonardo DiCaprio, we worked on everything together. Let's get you in here." But nothing, nothing in Leonardo DiCaprio's past. Uh, points him towards any sort of franchise going forward he likes he's like a serious actor he's like trying to like freaking like save the world now or something well uh like he's doing like climate change stuff so i think if he's going to do movies he's just going to do more of the artsy stuff like he's been doing so i've, I've got something to kind of go on that so this joker origin is a gritty crime boss um in a scorsese-esque gotham underworld so i'm thinking wolf of wall street both clown paint on um <laughs> but jared leto has also expressed displeasure with the plans to use multiple jokers so i think it will still be a standalone joker movie no franchising because scorsese doesn't franchise either like he doesn't yeah. do do sequels um so i'm thinking if they do it and this is this is how they do it it's going to be not tied to any dceu property uh, that's gonna date. be so it's gonna be so weird man i just i can't i just can't envision it i mean i just think it's because when i think of leonardo dicaprio i just kind of think of him like really just diving in the different types of like characters and i just don't see him as the joker i'm not saying he couldn't be but this is just weird and bizarre like scorsese's like trying to turn joker into something that's gonna be nominated for like an oscar i don't know what's going well, on there, ne- but. if we know anything scorsese and dicaprio only get oscars out of pity and not out of <laughs> winning uh so uh no it's it's fine it's it's whatever um don't need it don't need origin I mean, movies don't need Han Solo origin movie don't need Joker i would be movie. i guess i'd be kind of annoyed if i was jared leto too i mean he was pissed that he he ended up being really shitty in suicide squad maybe to no fault of his own because i know he's a good actor uh, and then they wrote a big enough check to bring him back to the franchise, and now they're thinking about putting in another Joker. It's just like, hey, man, give me a chance in a good movie first. But I, I don't know. I think maybe Leto never should have been Joker to begin with, and maybe he could have been on a different path in his career. But I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah, or or whatever it may be. But yeah, I don't know. I just don't fracture your universe, I guess. I mean, I, if you want to not be Marvel, that's fine. Don't do it. But don't try to give us a connected universe and a not connected universe. Like, yeah. pick one and stick with it. Uh, but whatever. I, again, I'm of the impression the less we know about the Joker, the scarier he is. Mm-hmm. So we'll go with that. Uh, speaking of Jared Leto Joker movie, Suicide Squad 2 may not start filming until fall 2018. What do you think about this? Um Chances are it's not going to be. Is that too late? It's fall 2018. <laughs> Did they miss the boat for Suicide Squad 2 not coming out until fall, winter 2019? I hope this is just a, a clue saying that we're never going to see the sequel. If, if nothing's going to be filmed until like a year from now, basically, uh, maybe there's a chance this will just drop off the slate entirely. The DC has not been set in stone like Marvel has been in the past. I'm not saying that's necessarily a good or bad thing, but that just means this could easily still change so uh maybe we won't be seeing suicide squad 2 at all if if they're waiting this long yeah i mean so it's all coming down to will smith doing better bigger better quote unquote better projects <laughs> uh, he's filming aladdin he is a genie and he's doing the movie gemini man i think the gemini man is based on something we've talked about it before i'm gonna i'm gonna look it up here but if he's filming those two first and foremost um it, it, he's uh i mean he's not gonna make it in time for that so they'll have to if they want Will Smith, they got to push it to fall 2018, yeah. man. I mean, they're already talking about putting Harley Quinn and Joker in their own movie. So if somehow they aren't in the Suicide Squad sequel, all they have to rest their hat on to hang their scarf up with is Will Smith. So if he's not involved, they just got to wait. He's still a big, gigantic movie star. So uh, obviously they're saying the age of the movie star is dying or whatever. Who knows? But Will Smith is going to be the only thing that makes this movie anything uh remotely good so yeah and and that's coming out october of 2019 so knowing the post-production schedule for dc films it might even be you know 2020 uh before we get suicide squad 2 and by then yeah might have to compete with the olympics here people yeah i don't know <laughs> I, don't, I don't want it i don't want it oh well uh, justice league is another movie coming out this year our, our our last dc movie of the year if you will and um joss whedon has been confirmed with getting a writing credit for the film now so he's obviously made enough changes i think it's 10 percent or 10 pages of writing to to get a writing credit so he will be doing that now so yeah i mean not surprised the word on the street is he's basically 
uh, polishing up the parts that aren't the action scenes. And basically, you know, they say that's the whole movie. <laughs> so uh, we'll just have to see how it turns out. I I don't know. I'm just so curious. I've never been so curious about one movie in a really long time. So I'm worried about the movie's future and its quality, but I'm definitely curious. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, so the the official press release is story by Chris Terrio and Zack Snyder, screenplay by Chris Terrio and Joss Whedon. So I don't know if Snyder was even on writing the film, but they have taken him off if he was. Um, so I think there have been some probably some big changes. Um, yeah, and everyone's trying to like, no, no, they're not changing a whole lot. Well, enough to change a whole writer. Yeah, yeah, that, that's some big changes, people. That's yeah. that's nothing small. Let's just hope it feels cohesive. Yeah, I'm. I'm crossing my fingers. I'm looking forward to it still. I think November slash December are going to be huge months for us and and the show. So I'm really looking forward to that. So cross our fingers for a good Justice League. Uh, speaking of Jason Momoa, who's in Justice League, knows what I'm doing here. Uh, he was <laughs> in the movie The Crow Reborn, uh, a, the, the reboot of The Crow movie, of course. Uh, Sony Pictures has picked up the project, sadly, um, and helps to get <laughs> it to screen. So... Um, uh, Jason Momoa was attached to, to act and they had a director, I forget who it was, but no word if that carries over under this new um, oh. studio. But, I mean, if the crow's not working, give up on it, man. Do something new. So yeah, I mean, Jason Momoa, he's he's a cool dude. I mean, he's, he seems to really um, bring a lot of energy to whatever he's in, so... Maybe that could be a good uh, a good uh, pairing there, but yeah, we we don't trust Sony over here at Superhero <laughs> Slate, so we're gonna have to. They they don't have a lot of good faith on us. That's a, this is a fifty fifty. Like damned if we do, damned if we don't. We're <laughs> like we like Jason Momoa, but we hate Sony Pictures. So like, ah, come on now, give us something good here. Give us something to do. But um, I I don't I don't I'm, I'm not big into the cult like following of the crow like i don't care for it as much as everyone else yeah does. i know it's got a big fan base out there but um who knows yeah we'll see if it ever if that comic ever gets done again we'll see <laughs> uh hellboy has made some casting um actress penelope mitchell from the show hemlock grove is cast as ganada the witch uh she's an elder witch who decided nimu nima the Blood Queen, whoever that is, uh, uh, Wrath has gone on too long and needs to stop her. So um, it sounds like a good person, I guess, a, a, a someone helping along the way kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's fine. I don't know Penelope Mitchell. But in bigger news, uh, actor Ed Skrine has stepped down from Hellboy as Major Ben Daimio over the whitewashing concerns of the role. Um, oh, the, right. the character is very much Asian based, um, you know, Asian descent in the in the comic books and the, even mm-hmm. the look. And when he casts it, Eskrine, um is in Deadpool actually as uh, Ajax. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what's what do you call him? Uh, not Ajax. That's his name. What's his real name? Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Oh, he, I have, he, I have he, no idea. He man. put the tape over Deadpool, uh, over the Ajax bottle in Deadpool. Francis, no. there we go. Yeah, okay, Francis. But um, so Edgren, he stepped down. Him, he wasn't fired. He said, you know, due to the controversy of this, um, he hopes that you know people can take this as a lesson. The studios can hire people who who ethnically represent the characters properly to be cast and, and hired in this. So he stepped down from the movie. Good on him. Due to the concerns, and um, I don't think he's going to have any issues finding roles in Hollywood uh, and, and going forward. And I think that's a that's a good news. That's good news for him and, and Hollywood in general, I guess. Yeah, good on him. I think the the biggest casting announcement that we're all obviously waiting for is who's going to play Hellboy. I mean, Ron Perlman did an amazing no, job. We have Hellboy. Who who's our Hellboy? It's I don't Hopper remember. from from Stranger Things. Oh yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> this this news goes by quick, and uh, now it's all flooding back to me because now I remember when he was announced. I was like, "Oh, that sounds really cool. It sounds like a good fit." Well, there we go, Chris. The news is too fast, and even being on a podcast, I can't even remember it. Oh all. man, too fast, too furious. Hellboy <laughs> news, but yeah, Hellboy is kind of one of those things. Like it kind of came out of nowhere. We were like, "Hellboy three, Hellboy three, and like now nah, reboot it." And, <laughs> and and now it's like Hellboy the Blood Queen, and now it's like, "Nah, we don't need the Blood Queen. It's just Hellboy now." And and so yeah, so I, I'm definitely not you're you're not alone. But um, casting's moving right along. I assume our first look at the character as Hellboy might be around the corner, and then start production. So it'll probably be like some sort of like cryptic like Instagram photo of like the, the Hellboy's horn. glove or something or something like that. Yeah, that that the, the sawed off horns or whatever. So mm-hmm. yeah, something like that. 
It's all right. Uh, this might have been early, better earlier. We get a Blade Runner 2049 news. I'm really looking forward to this movie. Now, mind you, I'm not a huge Blade Runner uh, aficionado. I like the movie more than I thought I would, but I don't know a lot about it. But they are doing the prequel stuff that Alien Covenant did. Um, so I don't know if that's a good sign or a bad sign. <laughs> but this one is called uh, 2036 Nexus Dawn. Now, this introduces Neander Wallace, the character played by Jared Leto, and um, how these replicants, the robots at the time, have been outlawed, um, and, and they shouldn't be around. And in 2036, he introduces a new one called the Nexus 9, and like how he wants to bring them back into production and into society and in the ban on replicants. So I think we're going to be getting several of these to kind of bridge the gap between Blade Runner and Blade Runner 2, essentially. So I expect maybe two more of these, but eh, it's okay. It's beautiful. It's a very beautiful thing. And Jared Leto, he has some sort of... The way he talks is very interesting. So he definitely has sold me more on this character than he did any moments as the Joker. So <laughs> I'll give him that. But if you guys want to watch the video, it's in the it's in the, our show notes. So you can go down and click on that and check it out. All right. All right. Uh, Mike, Mike I, we still need to watch uh, the original Blade Runner. So we got... Because yes. October, so we might set down some time to and, do this. And, and what was that cut we were supposed to watch? The, the final cut? Or the... Oh, no. I don't even remember. I have Someone... I, hold on. I have it in my text messages here. Let's see if you can keep guessing how many cuts of this there are while I look this up. And um, keep keep scrolling back through this. Maybe, maybe it was... <laughs> ooh. I, I feel bad because we don't talk a lot, but you know I definitely adhere to what Patrick says because I trust what he says, and he's probably listening to us right now. I'm like, oh, you idiots, you need to you need to do this. Um, going back through June twelfth, still looking for it here. Um, is there like a director's cut? Maybe maybe the final yeah. director's cut. Yeah, I feel like there's a like a theatrical cut. There's like a final cut. I think there's a director's cut. Um, I think the the final cut is supposed to be like the definitive version that Ridley Scott made. So I guess final cut is what you're doing, but some people, I guess, prefer the director's cut. I don't know. There's a whole lot going on here. There's too much stress going into rewatching an old movie, man. I don't know what to do. I mean, when there's more, more cuts of these in the star Wars edits from George Lucas, you kind of get a little concerned. Mm -hmm. Um, Man, I I just, I can't find it. So Patrick, I, I, I've got to scroll back too far and I'm not going to, I'm not going to hang it up on here, but, um, you know, send me a message again. Tell us which one we should watch on, the, <laughs> on, on that. And, the, and we'll definitely get to it. We need to pick a date, Mike, and just do it. Like, yep. I know we can't do it together, but we got to we gotta just do it. So, all right. Put it down. <laughs> Giving up on it. So, all <laughs> That right. exciting segment of the show brought yeah. to you by Blade Runner 2049. Brought to you by Chris looking through his text messages. Can't find what he wants. <laughs> Lastly, the Bumblebee character slash movie in a little legal bit of hot water here, Hasbro, <laughs> the Transformers purchase, per- is suing DC over the name slash character Bumblebee. Because okay. they've recently, in the DC Superhero Girls merchandise, been putting out a character called Bumblebee, who is a character, Karen Beecher, who created Teen Titans in like 1977. Nothing new, but they're like, oh, it's Bumblebee, that's ours. And they got a movie coming out next year, so they're like, we need to protect this name. Have you ever heard of something so dumb? Uh, yeah, it sounds like a whole lot of bullshit to me, especially since bumblebee is such like a uh, like a unanimous just kind of term for a bee. You know, it was like, oh look, there's a bumblebee on the flower over there. Oh, that's cool. Oh, hey, help! Good morning, class. Everybody, get out their cr- crayons and draw a bumblebee. You know, we all know those cute little fuzzy things, and they're in all of our like storybooks and everything like that. So it's just like, really, you're fighting over the term bumblebee, and it's just like Hasbro. Come on, what hill are you standing on here? You're talking to like DC Comics, freaking made Batman and Superman. Like, how about you take a step back and try to protect your shitty movie some other way? Yeah. I- I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. When I, someone says Bumblebee, I automatically think Transformers anyway. Like, I don't think this little young teenage Teen Titans character that nobody knows about is going to steal the thunder from Bumblebee <laughs> movie or, or the character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just don't think... I think it's it's a pissing contest over who has the rights to the name, and none of it really matters at the end of the day. So, I don't care. Tell with them. <laughs> Bumblebee this, Bumblebee that. Everybody's getting stung, that's for sure. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'm going to end on that note. It's been a long one, and i got to edit these down. i got two shows to edit, Mike, and we're going to put them out, but we're here. We're at the end. If people want to know more about what you do and where you are and things that you're up to, where can they find you at? 
Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, people want to know if you got a decent night's sleep after moving all weekend and editing this podcast for us. Where can they follow you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. I'll be putting up some pictures as I move and unbox stuff for sure. Um, and, and maybe some sleep stuff. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Um, but um, you can find me there. You can read my stuff on Comic UI, read, listen to my other show, Filmside Chats, which my friend Patrick. Or you can um, find me on the DNN on YouTube. And I just looked it up. There are seven versions of Blade Runner that currently <laughs> exist. But only the director's cut and the international cut are the widely seen ones. So, um, But anyway, yeah, we got that going for us. If this is someone's first show and they want to know more about what we do, maybe our Inhumans review episode, where can they find us at? Yes, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host the show and, more importantly, our show notes. So if you want to check out all these awesome images that we talked about, all of these like uh, things of like Snoke's ship and all these other things, hit, hit up SuperheroSlate.com and check out our show notes for this episode. And you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Tumblr. Subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. And you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Pick up a Superhero Slate t-shirt at SuperheroSlate.com slash store if you want to be stunting and looking really cool. And if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show. We really love that. And if you want to be a super fan of the show, super easy. All you got to do is share the show with a friend and share the show with a buddy. And we will be here every week, sometimes twice a week, like Chris said. Make sure you're subscribed and you'll get our reviews in your feed, too. So all one place, subscribe. And we're here, baby. That's right. And whether I'm moving or not moving or things are changing, you know, we're here. Let's do it. Let's get it done with. So... All right, well, I'm going to edit these up, and I will catch you guys next week. All right, bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Give them the one-two episodes.